All right, Megan, episode 10. We're in the double digits. That's right. Who would have thought? A year. Vegas lost money. They did, yes. And and friends probably thought we were one and done. We're still on the air because nobody can stop you. You can put anything on the internet. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I'm Matt Gregory with Sable Adjusters. And I'm Megan Calabrese with Fox Rock Properties. All right, Megan, we got our first dual guest. That's right. We've had single seaters. Now we got Johnny Bale and Brittany Hampton joining us from Boston Building Maintenance in Purify. Should we welcome in the studio? Let's have some fun. All right, here we go. We got Johnny Bill and we got Brittany Hampton. Hey, How thanks you guys for doing? Us. Hey, thanks for having us, guys. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So look, it's been a hell of a year. You know, we got we had COVID. That's been the hot topic. Talk to us about how Boston build, uh, Building Maintenance, but before before we dive into that and all the COVID stuff, give us a little background of your companies and then we'll go from there. Uh, so Boston Building Maintenance, BBM, just because it's a mouthful <laughs> to say every time. Um, I started it 10 years ago. Um, it was actually a family challenge, if you will, is how it started. Interesting. Um, our father growing up, back in 1986, had three young kids at home. He wanted to put an addition on the house, wanted to put a pool in the backyard. He and my mom grabbed a mop and bucket and started knocking on doors and started a commercial cleaning company on the weekends. That worked out really well as a second business that by the time I was in junior high, he made the transition to it being the full-time job. He has since grown on the South Shore and along the whole 495 belt to be a full service uh, provider. So they're offering, Beals LLC offers security, HVAC, electrical, as well as cleaning. So Johnny, sorry, <laughs> Johnny, and I, <laughs> Johnny and I, along with our brother, saw the fruits of what entrepreneurship can offer. So fast forward, I'm working full time in college on uh, doing commercial, um, not commercial, I'm sorry, residential development, made the switch to commercial uh, out of college, started working in property management and kept talking to my dad and saying, hey, all these union companies I'm working with, no one's offering the proactive approach that you do. You know, I feel like I'm always chasing them. I've worked with so many different guys. Like, why can't I just bring you in? And his business was so established at this point, going from an open shop to a union wasn't advantageous. So finally, apparently he was kind of done with all of my complaining and <laughs> over Christmas one year just said, Brittany, just be the solution to your own problem. So once your father kind of challenges you like that. Every day, <laughs> even at 47. Yeah, but once you have that challenge kind of thrown at you and he did it with three young kids at home, and at this time, you know, it was just me and my husband and I weren't even married at the point. Right. It was, when else are you going to take that risk? Now, what was your dad doing? Was he in the trades? Yeah. At a, at a, at the, at a young age and then said, okay, let's just mm-hmm. do this because obviously we wanted to expand the house and all that. What was your dad's background? Just no, out of curiosity. he actually had an accounting background. It's unbelievable. Like absolutely nothing to do with cleaning facilities. Was an accountant for... Um, my mother, our grandfather had a trucking company. Yep. So he was brought on to be the accountant for the trucking company. 
It was like our sec. It was like a, one of our other guests. Their father was a private banker. Mm. And Kevin Leary. Kevin Leary's father was a private banker, got burnt out and said, you know what, let's get into parking garages. Started a parking company. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm glad my dad was just <laughs> decided to stay an electrician for 40 years. <laughs> but anyways. Can you, yeah. No, so um, while I was working at CBRE, um, started, you know, had, our other brother helped us build a website, uh, started talking around, building all the platform. My roommate at the time was an artist. She built our, like created our logo and Children's Hospital awarded us our first contract in October of 2011. Awesome. One of their satellite facilities was actually failing JCO, um, Joint Health Commission. So all hospitals receive X amount of federal funding that essentially allows them to keep their doors open. So both with CMS, Center for Medicaid Services, as well as the Joint Health Commission, they perform annual to once every three years to 18 months, sure. they do these federal inspections. So we turned that facility from failing, scoring a 56% to a 96% in one month. And then three months later, they awarded us the rest of their Boston portfolio for satellites. So is medical your primary customer or which other sectors do you guys get into? That was our immediate niche. So when we went from zero to it felt like 60 in three months. Johnny had just come off active duty orders with the Air Force. Mm -hmm. So I said, hey, like you need a job, I need a business partner. <laughs> this blew up yeah, way yeah. faster than I was ready for. Almost yeah. acting like your wife exactly. or mom. Said, yeah. Dad, can you call Johnny and tell and challenge yeah. him to, exactly. yeah. to yeah. I was like, can you have that sit down at Christmas? And, and also we need three early. references. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to check. Right, yeah, right, right on. So so, so, then, so that's what happened. So that's how Johnny became yep. my business partner. And I essentially handed him a box of files. So it's a little bit smoke and mirrors. I said, hey, we've got all this great momentum and this is all happening and so this is what you know we like created some guidelines of what was going on so he's like yeah okay yeah we can do this all right looking at the number sure let's let's go <laughs> hand him a box of files and i was like yeah can you help create a company now because <laughs> he had all the processes and sure. procedures he well that's that the military year. background exactly. you got the standard operating well, I, procedures i think the that. the fact of the matter is Brittany's probably the most positive person i've met in my life oh so absolutely like, i feel like i've known her for years <laughs> So, and so 30 seconds when you have that kind of energy coupled with our dad's experience yep. and we're lucky. I mean, he, there's no way we would be where we're at right now without his opening up his playbook to success. Sure. He wants his kids to be successful. They're very, my parents are very much a part of our life. We see them multiple times a week. So we're very fortunate to be in the position we're in right now. Would they adopt a 47-year-old male? <laughs> we can well, talk to him. they already adopted Megan, so oh, 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 I'm basically part well, of the How family. much is it going to cost me for that playbook? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's it, awesome. And a te true testament to your to your parents, too. I remember you guys telling me stories where you'd put backpacks on and go clean when you were little and learn yeah, about oh, the business. A testament or child labor? Well, or child labor. I mean, but looking back, it like, taught you Fake how to- IDs. You know, and, and how to kind of grow your business and, you know, be part of that solution and, and not be afraid to just jump in there and clean, you know, you've both of you have cleaned many spaces, yeah. you know. Multi-car, leaving hockey rinks and grabbing a dust wand. We're just going to stop here. over here. Can yeah. we go to McDonald's? No, we have to stop at uh, Billy's office and, <laughs> and clean Which first. is exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Matt, you're a Brockton guy. That's, yep. that's multi-car was in Brockton. So we'd leave the MDC rink. We'd okay. go over we'd clean, we'd yep. stop at like Burger King and McDonald's on the way home. Yep. And that was, that was your payment. Our, our happy was meal was our payment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hard knocks, started. school of hard knocks is not yeah. a bad place to learn for sure. Um, so you guys mainly do 
medical. Well, that's your niche, but you do a lot of commer commercial yeah, so, office so space now. Yeah, so a few now. years ago, we received our WBE and WOSB certification. So Women <clears throat> Business Enterprise, Women Owned Small Business. And that really helped us expand and diversify. Sure. So we had grown um, from Children's Hospital uh, that introduced us to Beth Israel. Beth Israel let us kind of have a test site at their satellite facility in Lexington and we proved ourselves there and then were awarded their um, satellite portfolio. So that medical niche had grown and then in 2017 or 2018, we got our certifications. And that, and truly a lot of it had to do with, we didn't know was Johnny being a veteran, was that more advantageous? Sure. What, what were people looking for in the market? And what we learned is in the Massachusetts market, um, women owned businesses are few and far between. So that was a way for us to stand out. And also with Johnny still having his um, Air Force Reserve requirements, mm -hmm. it was also just clear on paper, where this is my only thing, right. um, to be able to move forward with that. Sure. And so that then led to um, introductions and being awarded Encore Boston Harbor. Uh, we do work with them. We have um, Boston Scientific, their New England portfolio. And so that has Never mind. also data centers and office buildings as yeah. well. But what we found is that was another way to set ourselves apart, not just that proactive approach and being able to, we've passed every single federal inspection with perfect marks. And I don't know another company that's been able to say that. Um, there hasn't been one ding against us on infection prevention, um, infection control standards or ESD standards on the medical side. Yeah, especially if you're in the medical. That's mm. a, yeah. It's, it's interesting, oh, yeah. those those words that Brittany just used right there, though. So infectious control is something that you talk about and you hear about in the medical world. It, it conveniently aligns with Brittany's approach to, and the reason why she started this company, was to take a proactive approach. So the words that we choose to use are infection prevention, because it's a proactive measure. Yeah. In the effort of doing that, we're constantly looking for the best technology, the best chemicals for each environment. So in 2017, Donna Warner, the director of childcare for Children's Hospital came to us and said, hey, you know, what can we do to improve our process? And we said, thank you for asking because what we're rolling out right now is electrostatic spray technology. Now this is September of 2017. Because of this pandemic, a lot more people have become comfortable with electrostatic spray. Mm -hmm. They also use the word fogging. We tend to stay away from that word, which we can talk about later. Is that later, a naughty word, fogging? Yeah. Well, it's, some people are doing it. It's not something we're comfortable with. Okay. Yeah. No, we, yeah, we, can, we certainly, can dive into that. We can certainly touch on that. The, the big thing is electrostatic spray <coughs> has a very targeted approach, and it maximizes your surface coating, and it directs the spray of the chemical to the surface. When you're talking about fogging, you're putting things into the air for people to breathe. So the problem with that is, A, you're not maximizing the coating on the surface, and B, you have a better chance of that person breathing it in. And we do know scientifically that humans are affected by chemicals they breathe in. So if you want to reduce personal human illness, you don't fog and then breathe it in, you surface coat sure. with electrostatic spray. Sure. No, it's interesting, That's, it's definitely been a hot topic this year, I never for even sure. knew that. See, I mean, you didn't think you were gonna learn anything today, and look, it's. Certainly not with these two. It's ten o'clock. I just met in general in Matt's life. Not no, that's not a knock on our that's not, not a knock on our podcast. I guest. Fog machines were cool. That's right. <laughs> no, fog machine you use was so, in college. So how big is BBM right now like overall? 
like employees. Global. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we're, we're, no, yeah, yeah. We're global. Uh, no, so BBM. Johnny flies them all over. He <laughs> exactly. Takes, takes the company jet, <laughs> drops off a crew <laughs> here yeah, and there. That, that is our 10-year plan, so I'm glad we got there. No, we'll no, get, we're uh, going to get there. <laughs> yeah, you don't bring a pilot on as your business partner yeah, just yeah. to hopefully yeah. stay local. No, but yeah. BBM's still regional, um, and we have 125 employees. Awesome. Um, and last year, we doubled in business with both um, pandemic work and new contracts that were acquired. Where's your, footpr- where's your footprint? Just no, just Massachusetts or are you? Yes. Right now, BBM is. Yep. BBM is. And then Purify is different. Yep. And now with BBM, are we thinking about crossing over state lines or are we just going to keep it right here in Massachusetts? So it's an, it's an interesting question that we pose back and forth a lot. And what we've seen is a lot of companies that get big quickly lose um, their primary focus. Kevin and Larry. Cleaning. <laughs> Don't get too big. Yeah, too big. Cleaning, cleaning takes a hit. You know, it's yep. why we always want to say yes. And that's why we've, we feel that we've made very strong partnerships with other companies, landscapers, window washers, um, et cetera. But in even my father's company being able to bring in if someone needs, um, facilities or electrical or HVAC that's not in a union market, but we want to make sure that if someone's hiring us to do cleaning, that we're doing it well. So we're being very strategic about what contracts that we even provide proposals for. And then also if we are submitting a proposal that we know that we'll be successful when we're awarded. So you have another brother that's in the business as well, or is it just you two? Just us two. Our other brother is a VP with HubSpot. So he went in the tech sales okay. side. Are there rules around the holidays that we don't talk about business at the table? Or what do you guys do from a brother-sister standpoint? Like, all right, we'll leave work at work, but then, We're or do you find yourself that. in the back, <laughs> or do you guys find yourself in the backyard cracking drinks and saying, oh, by the way, thanks for screwing that, you know, this up or that, or what do you think about this? And then your spouses are like, okay, this has to No, there, there's certainly been days where, you know, Brittany has looked and just said, you know, I can't, I can't talk about it today. And I've done the same in return. Beautiful. That said, um, you know, family's first. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. So it's easy to say, I think a lot of us believe it. Brittany and I, we do walk it. And, yeah. but we also were raised in a house where our parents walked it. So, mm-hmm. you know, they led by example. It's easy for us to see when you, when you take off one hat, you put on another. Johnny also was really smart in that when he came on, he was the one who contacted an attorney and said, okay, Let's put on paper so that we know we stay family. Sure. That we stay yeah. family, right. right? And let's get this that way. We're protecting ourselves because obviously we love each other. I mean, we were best friends, which allowed this to also just happen so naturally yeah, and totally. easily. I get it. Um, and there were years of us, like both of us have young families. You know, there were plenty of times where kids are screaming in the background, and we're like, "I can't take this call right, right. now," you know, yep. or or mm-hmm. vice versa, you know, doing to each other, but. What we, I think one thing that helped tremendously is in the beginning, we both had to wear every hat. We both had to wrap our hands around this and really understand what were we doing? We both have done the accounting side. We both have done the payroll. We both have done the business development. We both have thrown on shirts when too many people called out sick and gone and responded to the emergencies at 2 a.m. Throwing on- Clean. Yeah, Yeah. throwing on- Toilets. Like rain boots, I was six months pregnant. Beth Israel called, they had a flood, and all I hear is, 
water's coming into the lobby. I'm throwing on my galoshes. <laughs> yeah, like no. I'm going in like a wetsuit and I show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, oop, this yeah, kick. Exactly. Okay, hold, hold on, brother. Yeah. I, I, I got a squeegee in my hand. You better, you, you, yeah, you better stay yeah. in there a little longer. Now, we are in the hospital, so right, we're good. Right. We can go yeah, up the sixth floor, exactly. but, but hang tight. I got to work. But the director of operations <laughs> burst out laughing. It was like, I think sneakers would have sufficed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you said water's coming right, in. But, yeah. So we both have done that, you know? And so once we established, all right, our eyes are wide open. We understand what it takes. We understand what it takes to clean an office building. We understand what is needed for an operating room and everything in between. Then we actually divided and conquered. And we actually created specific roles and responsibilities. And then that also helped. We weren't both responding to sure. the same email or right. customer. And we also weren't ignoring the same item that had to get addressed. So did you go out and find like subject matter experts and when you're diving into the hospital, I mean, you have all these regulations that you gotta follow. Like if you're cleaning in OR or you're doing this, you know, how did you, form, did you go find the best of the best to start putting the pieces to the puzzle with like with your crews? Or how did you guys do that? Like, well, I'm, I think I'm just, like I'm just trying to say, there's got well, to be a lot of regulatory. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. But there's got to be a lot of regulatory things that you yeah. need to make sure that your T's across, your eyes are dotted, and once we leave this room, you know we can stamp it yeah. and we're good. I mean, Jesus, I mean this is insane. There's like so much to go into it, and you're you're in such a niche market. Um, how did that, like, what did you guys do when you started bringing on people? Is there a training? Do you guys do an in-house training? Do you send them off to school? I mean, what do we do? There's a question in there somewhere. It was that one, Megan. Thank you. I got it. I know I threw four, but this, I mean, obviously three people in this room have a bigger <laughs> IQ than I do. But um, how did you guys do that? It's, it's fun. It's just like it's building something. So you learn a process. It doesn't matter what it is. You learn the process. Um, you find the right people, train them accordingly, and... And then you have to have follow-up and the oversight. And that's where the proactive approach comes into place. Like Brittany was saying, you know, once you figure out how things should be done, you know, it could be a simple carpet cleaning. Mm -hmm. You find out the right pattern and the right process and the right schedule for that environment. Because, you know, as, as Megan, Brittany, and I have discussed for years, no two building is the same. And who occupies that space? What is their objective? What are their needs? What are their requirements? And so once you dissect each one of those, because every customer is different, every customer is equally important, you, you come up with a plan and then you proactively schedule things out. So they are never wondering, when is this gonna happen next? Yeah. You provide a schedule that allows them to see, okay, I can expect our bathrooms to have floor scrubbed this time, this time, this time throughout the year, the carpet extraction will happen at that time as well. These are all things that, you know, going back to the proactive approach, it really is the core and the foundation to what we do. And then you dig in the specifics, train the right people, hold them accountable, and the process repeats. I also will say, so when we started, you know, our dad actually, his first thing was, so Children's Hospital, we had to come in and do their uh, satellite facility that we were brought into. Um, we needed to go in two weekends and do an absolute deep clean. There's no way we could take it on and say, yes, we can now maintain when we're taking over a failing facility. So our father actually suggested, he's like, hey, you wanna learn what to do correctly? Go. So I was with them scrubbing and learning from the people who had been doing this. And I couldn't know how to properly, like sure. everything, all I knew was I walked in and it was dirty. 
Now it's, okay, what are all the nooks and crannies we need? We also had two really good partners, one with Children's and one with Beth Israel. Fatima Muriela was in the infection control division for Beth Israel, and Michael Levine at Children's Hospital was in the regulatory. They helped set us up for success. They provided us a spreadsheet that they said, this is what we track internally to ensure we're always Genius. ahead of Jayco. Sure. And we said, can we take this and adopt this in-house? We took their spreadsheet and added to it, and we then put it on an online platform. So now all of our managers and supervisors on a biweekly and monthly basis, depending on the facility, so not just on our medical facilities, on our office, on our data centers, we are performing these inspections at hospital grade level. So Working together. By, so we're <laughs> yeah. finding, Smart. So, and the hope in that is we're finding the problem before the customer finds the problem. Unreal. And we're sending the customer report cards on ourselves of, hey, we, we aim for 90% or better, but I submit it if it's 80. I submit it if it's like 92, you know, whatever it is. And there's pictures to say, look, we need to do better. And so this is what we're doing to do better. That's great. And, it, you know, like, so you, and you and kudos to your customers for, but if you all work together, everyone succeeds, right? Exactly. It's, it's that's at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do. So 2020 was the year of the cleaner. Um, you know, <laughs> typically in real estate, right. those are the people you never want to see, but you want to come in in the morning and your your no, office is job. clean and your trash is gone. Yep. That flipped on its head because now, I mean, we did it in a lot of our buildings. I'm sure you guys took the same approach. We were putting cleaners in people's faces during the day to be like, look, it's it, whether it's perception or reality, I no, want to yes. see him Just cleaning that handle. water in the air. <laughs> people felt better right. seeing the cleaners. And yeah. so we, you know, talk to us about this past year um, and how things went for you guys, especially being in the medical, you know, I mean, obviously you have a lot of commercial office space too, but, um, and how things have gone or, you know, looking back on the last year, how they went. Well, I think it's, it, it's really important to, to start and acknowledge the people that are actually doing the job. Yes. So we view our employees as our customers. Um, you know, we try to give them the support, the tools that they need to do their job. But in this pandemic, they needed to understand that we were there to protect them, to help them, sure. to guide them through this because we're asking them to walk into, you know, COVID war zone. Right. And, and make sure that, that it's safe for people to go back into whatever that yeah. space is. So, you know, if any of them are listening to this podcast, thank you. And Brittany and I sincerely mean that. Um, it's something that we care about deeply and we've been actively trying to find what the next step is to make sure that they're safe. Um, that's where it starts. And then I think everything plays out from there. It's um, the adapting and reacting to who's going to stay open, what are their requirements, what do they need, and what are they trying to do, which led us to um, a word that we're all a lot more comfortable with now, which is disinfecting. Mm -hmm. And going back to the conversation that we were, we were having about Donna Warner and the Child Care Center at Children's Hospital, when we introduced electrostatic spray technology in 2017, she saw, because we were able to scientifically show her through a luminometer, ATP testing, which measures the relative light unit on a surface mm -hmm. or the germ value on a surface before and after spraying electrostatically with the right chemical in that environment, she was able to see the decrease in the germ value. She instantly understood sure. this has terrific value. Right. Mm -hmm. And with the right process and approach, which we built for her back in 2017 and then measured from October of 19 through 20 of 20, 
we understood before the pandemic, A, how to do it, B, the process, the right chemical. We case studied it and the efficacy is outstanding. In a, in a childcare environment where children of healthcare workers drop their children off, not one employee in that environment got sick with norovirus, COVID, or the flu. Wow. And there were only four cases of flu with children, which after contact tracing didn't spread, nor did it originate at the facility. So our case study showed pre-pandemic, which was put in place to measure norovirus and the flu, had nothing to do with COVID. No, didn't even the C right. word didn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Right? Now, let's just take one step back. How were those calls with your employees in the, in the beginning of the unknown? Because you made a great point. They were walking into a war zone. And you were walking into something that you didn't even know, like, wait a minute here. What am I wearing? Or what am I getting myself into? Because yeah. we got a lot of questions that are going unanswered because everyone was like, oh, in two weeks we'll flatten the curve and everything will be all set, ba ba ba. But what were those calls to keep your staff motivated and not say, um, I'm good? So I, I'm not going, uh, you're sending yeah. me to my death sentence or, you know, stuff like that. Well, it, that's actually, it's a multi point answer. So it's our employees came to us prior to CDC guidelines. So I don't know if everyone remembers, but in March and April, we were told, don't wear masks, mm. you'll touch your face more and you have a risk of getting <laughs> sick more. Our employees kept coming to us and saying, uh, back before COVID like really hit and the shutdown happened right. mid-March, beginning of March, they're saying, hey, we're hearing this thing's happening and we wanna make sure we have plenty of masks as we have some boxes, but we wanna make sure we have masks. So they were coming to us and we were trying to say, hey, we're following the guidelines. This is sure. what we're being told. And they were like, this is what we need. Because of our medical, we had masks and PPE. Like the N95s and all the other. So we had a number right. of them. And so we got more stocked up. And so that also lucky. made us say, okay, then we need to actually distribute these and give people multiple mm -hmm. masks and keep stock at every one of our buildings so that they can have them. So that was one part. The next thing that happened, we had entire buildings go down mm -hmm. because we have a lot of employees who A, they're working closely in a team setting. They're sometimes, oftentimes related. Mm -hmm. Living um, together. Or, yeah. or commuting together. Yeah. And so we were providing care packages to them and we were providing gift cards and dropping off toilet paper and grocery gift cards and doing what we could so that, because they, especially in the beginning, no one knew how long you're out. No one mm -hmm. knew what was gonna happen. No one knew if it was safe to go out to the store and get anything. So those were ways that we try to make them feel supported and a part of the team and seen, um, dropping off disinfectants, safe disinfectants to their house. Um, you know, just different ways that they could get healthy quick. And then also being in the medical niche, are we only laid off for employees. That's what, that was my um, next question. Where because as our office buildings closed, all the medical needed extra support. So we were able to move people from one That's to good. the next mm. um, and keep them safe. Any positive takeaways? Like you guys seem to already take a pretty proactive approach. And you know, as you said, you, you were doing electrostatic spraying since 2017. People were trying to buy these, you know, buy those machines and couldn't even find them. Yeah. Um, 
Any takeaways, changes to the business or positives? So yeah, so that's that's where, where Purify was born. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny, being a pilot, was flying and looking and seeing what was happening, what people were doing, and he said, called me and said, people aren't doing this right. You know, I'm walking the airports and people are spraying and wiping. They're not even having the proper dwell time to clean it correctly, mm-hmm. never mind disinfect. You know, we have something that we've been doing and we have the case studies and efficacy that shows we're doing it right. We got to get this to the masses. So he says this, he starts working on, you know, hey, how are we going to get this out to help more people? As I'm getting calls from subcontractors saying, hey, I'm sure you're getting inundated with calls. Uh, Just so you know, if you need us, we're 90 cents to a dollar 10 a square foot. And I said, what? It's like pre-pandemic, this was like five to 10 cents a square foot. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. 10 cents in an emergency, five cents for routine. Like, where's the disconnect? He goes, oh, you got to change your prices. Called Johnny, I said, hey, you know how you're saying businesses <laughs> need to stay open? They can't if this is right. what other people, people are, are doing out yeah. there. It's like, I will say, that, yeah, some disaster. Some of the prices I saw from like um, companies that, see, that's beyond stuff, cleaners that were trying to that's clean. The yes, stuff that it pisses, was the emergency that's the don't stuff take advantage. Yeah, yeah, that's the stuff that pisses me off though. Mm. It's like, take be there to help. Don't right. take advantage right. of, yeah. a, cr- you of a, know, a crisis yeah. or a pandemic to jack your prices up because you have your clients, you know, Oh, handcuffed yeah, yeah. That, that just drives me nuts that someone would be like oh yeah but, and, but then again the light bulb went off because you had some jackass call you yeah. and say hey we're 90 cents on the buck or whatever it is and you're like all right time out here yeah and all that so, so that terrify so, is the new company exactly right? that's what yep. i was going to ask so, so how did that so, wait so how'd you name it i'm thinking fly has something to you do with wings and, and wheels up <laughs> go on so the uh, the thought process was yeah. We had a case study that from Children's Hospital that we just discussed. We understood the process. We understood how it needs to work and choosing the right chemical. I was walking through airports and taking a look at things. It wasn't just airports. You leave the airport and you go into, you get into a van, you get into a hotel, you go out to eat. You see these things when you're walking around and you're watching what people in our society are doing, you know, from Florida to Buffalo. I mean, it's everywhere in between. It there are there the way of doing thing was not matching what I understood from what we were doing at Boston Building Maintenance. So the call to action was this. As this was shutting down our world, I have a vested interest because of who I work for outside of Boston Building Maintenance to get things back and and moving. I like to travel. I mean, I like to fly for JetBlue because it's fun to move. They create a fun experience for the customer. I was a customer for 15 years before I started flying there as a pilot. It's a fun place to go to work and I want to go back and I want other people to experience that. So as I looked around, it was a chance to say, hey, we can introduce this process into environments that get people back into the air. We can purify and purify, bring it back to bring those two things together. And, and that's really the core of where this started. But it's the process from Boston Building Maintenance that we separated and we are just a disinfection company focused on surface disinfection. Um, I think the reason why we separated it is because we realized that this process of disinfection is its own marketplace and it can be supplemental to cleaning companies sure. that already have a great relationship with their customer. So we focus primarily on becoming the expert in disinfection. That has led us from finding the best chemical to come in in a reactionary way when somebody says, hey, we have a problem, somebody just tested positive, I need to know that my surfaces are disinfected to where we stand now, where we offer a proactive solution, 
where we can come in and with the right application process, we can leave your surfaces with a one-year coating to actively disinfect while you're not there. It actually, it doesn't disinfect. It kills germs, viruses, bacteria, and mold while you are not there. With a one-year guarantee. It's a one-year hold on the- Hold. A one-year hold. And that's where Purify will stay because you can set your accounts up, get them on the calendars and all that stuff. Exactly. And it's almost like repeat business. Yep. So you sign someone up, once that 12 months comes up and there may be other things that you can Mm -hmm. go into, but then you have them and then that's how you build that book of business. And the way disinfection works right now is, you know, we walk into this room and someone was to cough or sneeze and that table (laughs) in in front of you, Matt, would have the germs on it. Okay, so we have to come in and we have to clean and then disinfect to do that. With the process that we have now in place, we come in and our process leaves that table with a, a surface that is actively killing 24 seven, 365 days a year. And because wow. we're using our electrostatic sprayers, not just to do the disinfection first to ensure that it is a completely germ virus free environment that we're then putting down our antimicrobial because we're using the electrostatic sprayer, you're getting also a 360 degree wraparound. So it's not just when you think of it like a trigger spray bottle, that's hitting the immediate touch point. Well, that's not how a sneeze works. Sneeze isn't like, how does a, oh, how right. does a sneeze yeah. work? Well, a sneeze isn't about to just go say, right. oh, okay, it's gonna land right here I on the need a PowerPoint presentation about how a sneeze yeah, works. Yeah, it just goes. You had little kids. You know how it goes. Yeah. Trust me, my arm's their tissue. Right. Seriously. Or was. No, but it's like Now under, it's just a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, under the table's gonna be wet, the side of the chair. And that's what this allows for, is for this bond to truly hit and wrap around everywhere. Who whips up these potions? Do you guys do it in-house, or are there chemical companies that you guys reach out to, and how does, I don't even. No, you, you're right, Matt, you, you just hit the nail on the head. So when Brittany and I were introduced to electrostatic spray in 2017, we were like, okay, but I think the word was like, unicorn. Yeah, yeah. I was like, get out of here. Right. Yeah, like, this is a unicorn. Snake oil. Yeah, all coat, sounds you know, great. Like, <laughs> all right, Wizard what, of Oz. I know. What, yeah. We, yeah. what we have learned is because of this pandemic, which is serious, it's, it's nasty, people are dying, and we take that very serious. One of the silver linings is it has opened up a window and a marketplace for chemicals that have been in our world yet just yet undiscovered. We became very comfortable with household name chemicals, and, and myself included, and then you learn more about them, and then you find out what else is out there. So there are, the EPA has, has nicely done a, a job with a list N that we've become comfortable with. They also have a list N that they're, they're rolling out right now for antimicrobial surfaces, surface coatings. So these chemicals have existed for a long time. You know, you go over to Europe and they use things like titanium dioxide as an active ingredient in some of their chemicals. It helps clean up our air with air pollution. Stockholm, Sweden, they put it on their streets because a certain level above the street, it helps with air pollution. There's, there are things out there that we're going to learn as a society that are, are super beneficial and a lot safer than what we're doing it right now. And there are companies out there that will get on the map. Yeah, and there's, I you mean, yeah. that's a, 
the pandemic's done that for a, a couple different areas, right? It's escalated things that have already been here. It's like, guys, it just took something like this. It's unfortunate, yeah. but now we're going to be smarter, better. You know, we were joking the other day, Johnny, about air quality and not joking, but talking about it. And, you know, my mother was a teacher forever. She said, well, I mean, they, they're talking about the air quality and the filters. I'm like, mom, schools have been dirty unfortunately oh, they just don't okay. have the resources to do it i'm like yeah. your air was dirty before when you were yeah, working you there but now come home sick all of a sudden exactly oh, all of a sudden they're like wait do we get any fresh air i'm like no you get no fresh air there's no there's no fresh air introduced to the building so it's just it's it's amazing what's coming to light out of this and i yeah. think there'll be some really good positives and i'll tell you nothing against the flying industry you know but every time i flew during the pandemic I never had, you know. Yeah, you're not having the congestion or the sinus issues that you would have. Now, that could be the four layers of masks I'm wearing because I'm freaking paranoid. (laughs) Likewise. But I will say me and my wife and the kids, we did fly and took advantage of it because, you know, we talked to people and it's like, just don't touch your face, you know. Those planes were spotless. Yes. You could just smell it in the air. Just everything was like yeah. this is this Hot- is this hotels. Is, it's hotels like, and it's like everything. now it's like, everything's clean. I mean, and they're they, going in an elevator and it's like spit shine. People are prioritizing yeah. their money it, it, and spending it on where they should. Now, know. does that die? Like, does that go away or does that become the new norm? And and I'm just saying, like, yeah. the Purell yeah. machine in the elevator, sure. And then everyone wiping down and making sure that the Sani rating is 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 at a good level. Or like five years from now, it's like, hey, remember when the PRL machine used to be in there? Now it's still empty and it's just hanging right. over there. Well, Donna Warner did her test and asked for the case study in October of 19 because she was measuring norovirus in the flu. Okay. So Brittany and I listened to that. We listened to our customers talk about what's important to them. Because of this pandemic and all of us, nobody wants to ever get back to right. what we're, where we're at right now oh. ever again. What we believe is this is here to stay. And how can we provide the best solution possible? So we're a product agnostic company. That's a term that one of our uh, members of Purify, Marco Sullivan tagged and and we love it. We use it all the time because it demonstrates to our customers that we are not financially tied to a piece of equipment. If a new piece of equipment, the better electrostatic sprayer or a new device becomes on the market, we will adjust accordingly. We also are not financially tied to a chemical. We are actively searching for the best. Genius. And that's also part of being proactive. Why is it infection control? Why is it that healthcare is treating the sick? This is infection prevention. So by putting down an annual antimicrobial barrier, you're preventing the flu. You're preventing mold from developing. You're preventing that asthma and all the other respiratory problems that could come about. Put COVID aside. Yes, it also treats that. So this is where, why was it okay that pre-pandemic there were 80,000 deaths from the flu? Right. Oh, no one died of the flu this year. Right. No but, one. Right. No one no. died. But also- my, That's my father's joke. No, know? but children's- you know, he's, he's a pain in the ass, yeah. but he's like, hey, Maddie, guess how many people died of the flu this year? None. I'm like, okay, bum, bum. Yeah. No, but well, it's, yeah. the children's <laughs> hospital didn't has not had one flu case this year. You know, that's nuts. Yeah. 125 children died from the flu the year before. That's not okay. Right. If we just washed our hands and had the proper Here cleaning and disinfection yep. protocols in place. 1,000%. Uh, yeah. So, and there will be another pandemic. 
There will, yes. oh, don't yeah. will it be? <laughs> Please no, don't. maybe not in our lifetime. I, I hope maybe not, that I could can't also, go through it again. Right, and maybe that also will not happen because sure. of the ways we're changing and pivoting. In that line item, I bet was the first line item to always get knocked off sure. during budget season. Like uh, preventative maintenance, yeah, we only had three people out sick last year. Yeah, you know, blah blah blah. But I think that line item in people's budget, annual budgets or whatever it may be, I think it's there to stay. Because yeah. look at, here's the deal. If, if people are out, uh, if you're not out sick more and you're in the office or wherever you're working from, it's just, it, you, you know, there's benefits from that. Right. You know what I mean? But I just think that a lot of people during budget season, it's like, well, do we really have to be proactive on that? Because we only had, you know, two people out sick last year and it didn't really spread through the office. All right, just cross that one off. Clean, oh, I mean, what do you think, man? Cleaning and, and budgets, as you know, Brittany, it, it's a big chunk, especially a tower. I mean, we used to, there, there would be people pre-pandemic. How do we cut this number? Well, you don't have to vacuum every night. Would you really know if somebody vacuumed your floor? Well, no. All right, well, let's go to a three-day mm-hmm. vacuum cycle. You'd amaze. I mean, labor. It's it's the, you, I'm telling you anything you don't know. The labor cost is expensive. So owners would look at that and say, hmm, how can we cut this back? Now, just like I said, cleaners are there during the day yeah. and putting put it in front of people. But I think what will happen is you'll do it smarter. Right. So instead of being like, all right, well, you got to take the trash out. You got to know. Let's talk about disinfecting versus just cleaning a space. Um, And yes, vacuuming is important. But what's more important is maybe, you know, coating the surfaces and keeping people safe and healthy in the office. Because I think that stuff's going to stay. And I think that now you guys are talking about back to work. Right. So now all the tenants are saying, what what filters are you going to put in? How is the air quality? Weekly. Are you guys going to be in yeah. here on weekends? Can you so prep ca- our space prep. for our return to the office? All right, sure. What do you, what do you think that means? People are doing COVID inspections now, which yeah. I I you know we were talking about this the other day too. I, I dig it. I'm like, what is that? Like, tell me what I'm paying for. Like, what yeah. if, I do have like a eyeglass on and like a hat. Like, are you <laughs> inspecting? Yeah, it comes out. And all of a sudden, it comes. But I mean, eyeglass. if you think there's value to it, but uh, you know, through this, a lot of people came out of the woodwork, started selling things. We, t- you know, we've talked about that before, and you have to really dig in to see like what's true, what's fake. People were buying out of fear because we didn't know. Like, okay, well, let's listen to each other, listen to our tenants. But it's good to talk to people that are like, no, this actually works. We've been doing it in the medical world for a while, mm-hmm. and now the office buildings will get on board because they they need to and with regards to the antimicrobial like johnny johnny is so thorough he'll tell me a good idea and i'm like off to the races and he's like no 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 like that was an idea yeah Let's johnny sure we'd have we a tough know. relationship you and me i'd be all over you i'd drive you nuts yeah. on an eight hour day no but like, the, yeah same no but i mean uh, that's me yeah that's me oh, so same. i'm like okay yeah, i got yeah. your energy let's go and he's oh like, yeah no, no, no no let's make sure we know what we're doing yep. he researched chemical companies and antimicrobials because so many of our customers were asking for it and there was none that we could put our stamp on that we believed in. So Johnny literally researched from Amsterdam to Arizona, like across the globe. And the company he found where there's a lot of synergy is they were they were created 10 years ago. They had been working on this sure. and mm-hmm. they had they had relationships with Sweden. They had relationships. Yep. They had efficacy through Cambridge University, like the top minds in the world sure. oh, yeah. have signed off that this is great. They have the case study and efficacy that matches exactly the type of case studies we had been doing with the ATP readings. So this is where there was just both as we were talking, we're like, okay, they felt comfortable saying we were their US service provider, just like we were comfortable saying 
great, this is something that we're ready to move forward with. Do you think a lot of companies thought that this was a quick cash grab and we're going after some of your clients trying to offer certain things and then they would call you guys and say, yeah, no, you don't want to talk to them. They, they, they don't even know what they're doing. Or were you guys not affected? Did you run into that at all? Like these, like bandits? I don't yep. even know what, like these pop-up, these pop-up shops. I think it's, I think it's safer for us to talk about what we do and what our approach is. Like we're not, we're not in the, in the meeting rooms and, and understanding yeah. what their approach is. Yeah. You know, what we look at is, is doing it the right way and, and, displaying that to our customers. Yeah, I just so always wonder if people just come showing up and just being like, hey, we're ABC Corp and this is what we offer and it's like. Well, that was happening, but it was more so that, I mean, this is where we, Children's Hospital's our first customer and they're still our customer. Yeah. That's because of relationships and partnerships, BI. It's not just, oh, they're our customers. We work together as partners in we both have the same goal yeah keep people safe and healthy and the building's operational listen megan gave us a shot when yeah we were very, we were <laughs> and we very still early have the on. accounts that i mean we're three owners different and nice. we still have the accounts that megan introduced us to hmm. so what matt no, you got something just, over there. No, you're just a super connector. <laughs> <laughs> she's the glue. Uh, in this oh, room. She, she's Elmer, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys compliment each other well. Your personalities, you know, obviously it's it, it's evident, but it's like left and right brain, right? So, oh, for sure. like you said, Completely. Johnny's very calculated and focused. Brittany's like, gotta go. Let's do it. Like, yeah. let's jump in. But I think Rainbow's that unicorns. Yeah, go. exactly. That definitely worked. And you know, like I said, there were a lot of you know emails that I was getting of different companies dipping their toes into this. Oh, we have foggers. Like you said, if you guys want to buy one, you know, you're not going to be able to get these in a month. You better buy three and they're $5,000 each. And like people were doing it. And like, how do you work this again? Like just drop the tabs. And I'm like, hold on, that can't be right. Like you, I, I want someone that's trained to know how to do this. Don't just tell me. Yes. So go, your, sell, sir. Yeah, go become a chemist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, no, that's all, this, this is um, super informative and great to talk to you guys. Um, so, Johnny, when you're not slinging squeegees, as Megan mentioned, <laughs> we, we found out that you're also a pilot for a major um, company, JetBlue. Yes. How the hell do you find time to not only do what you're doing with BBM, Purify, but you're also a pilot? Uh, that's a, that's a great question. I think the, the simplest way is to say I have a really strong supporting cast at home. My wife's amazing. Um, we have three kids that are, they're great kids. Um, they're kids, they make mistakes, but they're, they're awesome. They've got, they've got, um, they're really helpful at home and, and they understand what my wife and I are trying to accomplish. What are their ages? Just real quick. Cause I got a 15 and 13 year old that don't leave their rooms and they're not super helpful. <laughs> 12, 10 and six. Okay. Maybe they can adopt that. I was just going to ask, would you adopt a 15-year-old girl that majors in TikTok and in a 13-year-old boy whose room smells like a locker room? Yeah, they are. And they, they come free. <laughs> they Actually, are, you'll pay. They are kids, but we talk to them about yeah. what we're trying to do. And, you know, one of the one of the exciting things about going to fly at JetBlue is it's the opportunity to create a fun experience for the customer and, and then understanding that our family is the customer as well. We go on that, we go on that jet and we go somewhere fun. You know, this weekend, we're gonna fly down to Florida and, and go to a, a spring training game. We've never done that as a family. My wife and I both have two vaccines on board. We're two weeks out from those vaccines. We're gonna go do something again. That's great. So did you fly as a pilot during the pandemic? Yes, sir. 
Was it eerie walking through the airports that were empty? And could you, was there that something in the air with even the client, even with the passengers that were on board that everyone was either a little bit on edge or just keeping to themselves more? And I'm not talking about the, you know, the Karens and the Stacys of the worlds and the Brads and Chads going bullshit because they're not wearing a mask and the fights in the freak, whatever. But was there something, you know, like when 9 11 the plane, and I, Matt. And I hate going back to this, Megan, but when 9 11 happened, when you walked in the building for the first time, sure. it was like, yeah. Like, okay, is, it, is this safe? During that pandemic, as a pilot, could you just feel that there was just something a little different from all the years that you've been flying? Of course. Yeah, I think we all feel it. You walk into any space and you're looking to see, are people doing what they're supposed to be doing? Are they following the guidance provided by the doctors and the CDC and, and what they're doing? The fact of the matter is, we have to take that step forward. And as we're doing it, you see the people are paying attention. They are washing their hands. They are keeping distance. They're wearing masks. And when we are, you know, side by side in seats, we're watching what we're doing. So it is, it is definitely eye-opening when you walk in and you see less volume, less people in that space. But I think it's going to come back. I'm excited. Is turbulence potholes in the sky or can i call my father and say you've lied to me for 47 years no he's correct <laughs> they are potholes in the sky. yeah don't worry it's just a pothole in the sky yeah dad thanks um can, can, can i get that nip now please because i'm scared shitless yeah no um it's like a pocket of air it's, it's just, just a pocket it's of just air. a little bump it feels like you're dropping massive amounts of distance and, and you're really not how long have you been flying for JetBlue or commercial I've been flying commercially for four years. Awesome. I've been flying with the Air Force for 17. What gravitated you towards the sky? Like, did you always want to be a pilot growing up as a kid? I, I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I, it never hit me. You know what I mean? And, I, you know, I used to have a fear of flying. Now, I, now I'm very comfortable with it. Um, but just out of curiosity, like, what made you all of a sudden say, you know what, I think I want to be a pilot. So go back to like simple thought process as a, as a kid. Be careful. As a kid, <laughs> you know, 10, 12, 13 years you're old. Nine. You're, oh, okay. okay we, uh, we got our first fight. <laughs> so even simpler thought process. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my five-year-old, when you ask him, does he like something, he gives you an honest answer. Like, mm -hmm. no, this doesn't taste good. Uh, you're like, okay, glad I cooked that for 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So at, true. At, that young, <laughs> at that young age, Weymouth Naval Air Station was uh, five miles from our house. Okay. And the pattern to land on four right at Logan, you fly right over our house. So I was used to looking up and seeing airplanes. And when we would go to the airport, the few times that we did as a family, they were to fly out to Minneapolis to see our cousins. Mm -hmm. They were to fly to Disney World. We went down there a couple times. Those are fun events. We were going to Logan to pick up family members, see people that we haven't seen in a long time. These are fun events. So like all of these memories associated with the airport are positive, fun experiences. And I just thought, why would I not want to do this and experience this every single day? That's pretty deep. Yeah. I thought your dad I, just challenged you so he could fly for free. I well, feel like now, I've, I, Johnny I feel like I've accomplished nothing. Yeah. In life? Well, oh, try, you accomplish a lot, Matt. sister. So Johnny's the oldest of three. Okay. We, our other brother's 13 months younger than Johnny, and then I'm uh, four years after him. So our whole lives, truly, I'm born, and I my first memories are Johnny being like, I'm going to be a pilot when... You know, grandparents ask you, what are you going to be when you grow up? And I'm like, can I <laughs> yeah, just yeah. live? Yeah. And our our whole lives, my other brother and I are like, we have no idea. 
Right. But our here's our brother, like hey. our leader of our family, like just set on this goal and did it. Went to Parks Aviation yeah. College. I wanted to be college. an actor that didn't pan out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a great flying story that you can share with us? Um, a great flying story. It could be Air Force or Japan. Uh, you have a few great Air Force ones. Yeah, there, there are a couple. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I want to be careful. And, you know, I'll, I'll just say I was on, I'll choose a, a military story. So um, we were. It's classified. <laughs> it's just been declassified right. but now he's <laughs> yeah we were we were flying um equipment there were ammunition and um on the airplane uh we had like 132,000 tons of cargo that were rockets and and ammunition so i, I would have needed a man diaper on that flight <laughs> <laughs> don't anyone move. let him go let him sorry go. <laughs> it just i heard ammo and explosions and i'm in the air go on <laughs> And I would have shit my pants. <laughs> All right. Sorry. We got the reference <laughs> okay. from man diaper. All right. Sorry. Johnny, I apologize. <laughs> Permission to come aboard. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> Not granted. Denied. <laughs> Ungranted. All right. All right. Go on. Sorry. And, and we do routine inspections of the cargo in flight. Um, during one of those inspections, uh, it, which is very routine, with all of that cargo on board, there was a fire warning light that came on in the cockpit. Fire warning means a fire has been detected in the cargo compartment and we have 132,000 pounds of <laughs> things that go boom. And you just made fun of me. <laughs> things that, go <laughs> things boom. that just go boom. <laughs> yeah, a big boom. Yeah. So it got really quiet in okay. the next 30 seconds felt like an eternity. You're in the air. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, we're over the Black Sea. and just checking. Well, you obviously weren't listening. So go on, John. I apologize for my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so in that time period, um, you know, we were calling, communicating with people, trying to figure out what it was. As it turned out, somebody during their inspection, the flashlight shone into the optical detector, mm -hmm. thus setting off the warning and scaring the life out of everybody on board. <laughs> right. What was um, going through your head at that time? Wow. The, f the first thought is, oh no. And then the next thought, you compartmentalize things really quickly, um, especially when you've been trained and conditioned to follow procedure and get into the checklist. So the first thought initially is, oh no. And the second thought is, wait, if there really is a fire, I probably am, I shouldn't be, wouldn't be thinking right now. I mean, yeah. Things already would have exploded. So what's really going on here? Can we get somebody to look on that? Love it. Yeah. Me, I would have said. You would have jumped I, out I would of have the said, plane. I would have said, oh no. And I would have been like those movies. <laughs> He's not See going down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. I don't think Matt's <laughs> going down with the ship. <laughs> just rip, rip shoot. Sure. <laughs> Matt, it was just a joke. Oh. Yeah, we were kidding. Okay, how do these things work? <laughs> right. Yeah, because I'm usually not listening. Right. <laughs> Insane. Uh, yeah. But you, you know, to, to your point there is, they train you for those things. And after oh no is, well, is it really oh no? because I wouldn't even have had time to say, oh no, yeah. and this thing would have exploded. Unfortunately, that's you know what it would have been. So let's yeah. figure out what this is. Let's diagnose right. the problem. Let's analyze it. Let's yeah. choose the appropriate action. How many guys were on that, uh, on that aircraft? Uh, our the, crew, we didn't, yeah. have, we didn't have any passengers on board. Okay. Um, it was uh, a crew of 13 that day. Okay. Very typical crew complement is three pilots, two to three engineers, and then the associating cast with the load masters. Wow. <laughs> Insane. Matt just saluted. Just so now, now you get pissed off movies <laughs> like back. Airplane, Con Air, you know, any of those type of movies that. Oh, no, it's all fun. Snakes on a plane. Snakes yeah. on a plane. Oh, that was one of my favorites. I mean, obviously, you mentioned Spaceballs before we went live. Um, 
you ready to go into rapid fire questions? Or yeah. Do you have more on well, we gotta. We can't let little sister. Did I make that up? You dance for the Boston Ballet, oh, that's right? That's right. That's right. So you here you are, shoes, following you shoes out in the car that we could throw on uh, Megan and see if she can go into like <laughs> dancing a, shoes. Always. Those, what Megan, do they call that? Move? A triple sow cow or whatever. Sassy? Not a triple yeah, sow cow. I know, those? dude. Her footwear lately in here. I mean, we got leopard get skin. Some leopard. Uh, are those Louis? No. God. Are they? <laughs> I don't know. It's Marshall's okay. special. <laughs> well, last week, or a couple of weeks ago, when we were in here, you had your you had your Nike Nike Air Jordans hey, on, you and now, you, now you're going a little business. I'm very cash. versatile. <laughs> you really, you really are. But no, um, you did right. Boston you did. Yeah. Okay, talk so to I, us about that. Yeah, so I trained with Boston Ballet for 13 years, and um, it was amazing. It was, I mean, it also, you know, was the discipline, and it's, I think. Again, our parents working two jobs, you know, our lives. It's mm -hmm. what afforded Johnny and Ryan to go to BC High. It's why I could dance with Boston Ballet, which cost the same at the time as their okay. tuition. Jeez. Um, and we saw those sacrifices and it was amazing. We dan I danced five to seven days a week while in school. And I will say it really helped also with how we're doing what we're doing. when. I got to college and was bored. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, a I lot of free time. See, yeah, I was gonna say free time must drive you guys nuts. N yeah, our, it actually drives our spouses nuts more because they're like, <laughs> we would, can't we just relax? And yeah, like, I don't think you and I would next, get, yeah, yeah like, like, ah, this couch feels on? good right now. It's yeah. Masters Sunday. Yeah. What's the Super yeah. Bowl for the ballet? Is that Nutcracker? Uh, Nutcracker, <laughs> sure, yeah, the Nutcracker, but, the Nutcracker's no, but every is that year. What, isn't that the big show? Yeah, yeah. no, that, that's right? the big annual show, but what was also, what was amazing was actually getting to partake, yes, and so there was the Nutcracker at the Wang Center, yep. and that was that's the big. really cool, and it was really cool being able to have your friends who all play these sports and everyone goes to their games, and getting to have that thing every year that- yep. So you were you part know, of the Nutcracker? Yeah. Yes, so I was in the Nutcracker for a number of years, and then um, it was really yeah, and it was really Tim Soldier like doing all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was a soldier one year awesome. was T, um, and it was yeah. also really fun being a part of what I remember as some of the more like beautiful, lesser known to people like Sleeping Beauty and Les Miserables, and yeah. it really Midsummer's provided Midsummer's Night Dream. I mean, you, Mids, yeah. that's a big one, right? Yeah. yeah. So there were a number that were just that's cool. like really special to be a part of in junior high, and it was a really formative time. Um, and But I also lost that huge part of me like through high school as it was too hard to manage with school and then college. And what was really cool about the pandemic is when you're stuck indoors, dance parties got out energy like so, you wouldn't that, believe. So that was my question. Does anyone ever see if like, hey, throw the throw the slippers on, see if you can get up on those tippy toes? Do you ever, so my any boys, personal requests? Or you, so you have all boys? I have two boys. Two boys? Five. Okay, okay. And they are, it's what's really neat is my friends used to tell me when you dance, your face changes. Like there's, it's a face that you don't have at any other time, just kind of like this calm and joy, okay. apparently, having never seen it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, and what's really been super special is with all the dancing that's been happening in our house, and I tend to rip out ballet as they're doing their like, yeah. you know, their own, oh, I trust their you, own yeah, freestyle that, that and movement. Yeah. yeah, the whip or whatever it is. Yeah, but it's been, it's been so special because um, for the first time, I actually think I understand what my friends mean because when my boys would see me dance, 
they would change. Oh, cool. And their faces yeah. change. And it got to the point where I would come in and I'd overhear them talking with their, like, with their, we had an underground pod too at our house. Yep. And it was, my mommy's a ballerina. If they heard their little girlfriend say, I'm doing ballet outside. And they're like, well, my mommy's a ballerina. <laughs> and I was like, ah. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, like, I haven't great. done it in 13 years. Yeah. Sure. Hey, <laughs> I still got it. Yeah. All right, so this is the part of the show where Matt does rapid fire questions. Yeah, we're just going to keep it light. You do know, you want to alternate? Yeah, How let's. Are you do it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. Want, want, you want to? Oh, I don't have you, any questions. You want to tee off for? Oh, no, oh meaning alternate, alternate with the, the guest. Oh, she knows actually, us too well. I know. She knows our answers. Yeah. <laughs> she can answer half of right. them for us. <laughs> so it's not just me. Um, favorite cereal as a kid? Frosted Flakes. Rice Krispies. Was it the snap, crackle, and pop that went that yeah. way? Like you throw your air right almost into the bowl of No, it was uh, trying cereal. to it was trying Quickly. to eat them fast enough yeah. so that I wouldn't lose the snap, crackle, pop. Now, were you just traditional rice crispy? Or did oh you yeah, no, you don't you don't mess with the. God thing. bless you. Yeah. In Frosted Flakes, I agree, but I agree on that. I, when they started doing the different. Fl- nah. Mm. Yeah. First drink out of the cooler. What are you pulling out? Seltzer water. Regular water. What if you're at the beach? Seltzer water. <laughs> like regular water. I think he's looking for an alcoholic oh, answer. Al- oh, al- yeah. oh, favorite alcohol drink. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't want to, you knew him longer than me. It would have been nice if you would have. I'm also alcohol agnostic, okay. not just right, chemical right. agnostic. That's okay. nice. Of no, it's like, is it a hot day? Let's grab a Corona. Love Let's this. have a bottle of rose. No, 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 no. Is we're it a cold winter no, night? Right there. I'm, I'm here having we a red, go. bottle of She's red so wine. Polite. She doesn't so, want to leave right, anybody yeah. out. So all right, here we go. So it's it's the summertime and it's hot. Summertime and it's hot. I'm, all, I'm alternating between a Corona and I'm alternating between a Rosé. Corona light, Corona extra, or Corona regular? Wait, what? The Cron- Coronas. Extra? They, oh, yeah, it's there's Corona extra. Yep. Dave. Probably whatever's in the cooler with the lime, if possible. Right. And you will have lime. Johnny? Hot day? Hot day. I'm, I'm sticking with seltzer water. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Yeti or Arctic cooler? Again. We've got both. Okay. It depends on what size we no, need that fine. day. Johnny, do you polite. have both or? <laughs> I like Yeti. The Yeti backpack's actually pretty yeah. awesome. Bingo. That was my uh, last hmm. purchase, the backpack. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. COVID purchase? Yeah, there was a lot of COVID yeah, purchases. There were so all the yeah, COVID we, purchases. Yeah, we got more cardboard in our garage yeah. with uh, the Amazon smile that I know what to do with. <laughs> Drives me nuts. We're, yeah. Country Fest. Or a Jimmy Buffett show? Country Fest, all day, every day. You Chesney? What? Yes. Zach Brown? Yes. All right. Country Fest or uh, Jimmy Buffett? I, I don't know. It's, that's a tough call, but I built the stage one summer for a Country Fest. It's, I've done shit with my life. <laughs> he landed his plane. This is, this is a, I parachuted out because I needed a hand because I saw a board wrong. So I just, I, 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 hey. I'm going to go home and just throw up and <laughs> so not get out of bed today. My, dad, on, my, da- my dad's brother. This is insane. My uncle Billy, he's, uh, yep. he, he pulled in a group of Fox like Rock 10 employee. of us. Is he really? Yeah. 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 Billy Deal. Did, did he go through a tough interview process with you or was he the- Re- Yeah. Grueling. Yeah. It was <laughs> unbelievable. When can you start? Build me a table. I'll see if you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to sit on it. If it yeah. no, go, go ahead. Billy, Billy can do just about anything. I mean, he's, yeah. he's awesome. Yep. And. So he pulled a group of us when we were like 16, 17 years old into Country Fest at Foxborough Stadium to, to help build it. So my heart's uh, got a special place for Country, Country Fest. Fest. All right. Favorite vacation spot? Aruba. Amen, brother. Yeah, not even a question. Aruba. 
God, I think we're, I'm going to just You're go trying away. to get in the family, aren't yeah, you? Man. Okay. Yeah, I'll man. tell you the secrets. <laughs> you got to go through mom. Would have been. <laughs> She's the ticket in. <laughs> yeah, Rube is the, it's the real deal. Yeah. There's nothing on yeah. this planet that's like no. that. Uh, favorite topping on your pizza? Pepperoni. God bless you. Oh. It's okay. It's Barbecue chicken. Really? Yeah. Ah, that would over, that would okay. What about you? I've never asked you this. So I I buttons, pineapple. Oh, oh. no! I love it. I know oh. it's not popular. Now you got to go ham right. with that. You got to go ham with that, right? And call it a Hawaiian. To. You don't have to. Pepperoni and America is really good too. Banana peppers and sauce is good too. Yeah, yeah. I introduced you to that, right? Totally. Yep. It's good. Agreed. Pepperoni though, very good. Uh, favorite season? Spring. Fall. Oh. You? Oh me, I like all four. I like change. Season agnostic. She's also she's also running for office. <laughs> yeah, I know. She yeah, we'll, we'll be seeing elect signs. So I was huge in the summer. I was a summer guy, born and raised. And then as I got older, I did welcome fall and uh, spring. It's very nice of you. Yeah, once you're not you're a welcome. student, fall's yeah. awesome. There yeah. it is. That's, that's back exactly to school. What it yes. is. It was the summer and then you were pissed like fall sucks because <laughs> exactly. we gotta go back to school. Totally. And the classrooms are gonna be 103 100%. degrees and I'm the fat sweaty kid. And not clean. Yeah. And, and, and not, not clean. clean. And I'm getting Yeah, you sick. had Lou with the cigarette yeah. mopping the falls. It's like that water is like murk. It's like muck. Ugh. Um, dogs or cats? Poor Lou. Dogs. Amen. Dog. I'm allergic to cats, so it's an easy call for me. Yeah. And he's allergic to cats, so I just don't. Th- I just don't think cats serve a purpose. Cats are picking your wallet when the yeah. when, when you fall on the ground. The dog's gonna lay there until I'm allergic to cats. Personalities. Right. I tell my kids I'm allergic to cats. Person? I'm allergic to their personalities. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's allergic to personalities too. Favorite sports team? Boston Red Sox. Patriots. Bingo. Me too. Favorite Boston athlete all time. Doesn't have to be current. It can be past or current. Oh, jeez, uh, you caught me off guard. It's okay. Um, I'd say Mike Sullivan. Hockey player? Yeah, so he's the coach of the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's our cousin. He's a... <laughs> oh, for Christ. Okay. It's a, it's a, <laughs> no, it's it's a, a layup. It's a layup. At least he didn't say Brody Beal. <laughs> I think it's Poppy. Cousin, cousin. Poppy. Big Poppy. I know. Poppy's up there. You know what I think happens with Big Poppy is he gets overlooked by like he the does, Tom Brady. Exactly. Yeah. Anyone Wrong. can say Brady. You forget about Poppy. No, no but you I mean, don't. When, when, when the whole marathon bombing yeah. happened and Poppy grabbed the mic and just said, oh, yeah. this, is F- F- this is our yeah. town. Mother F is. Yeah. And you know. Like I've got goosebumps I, again. Just remember I forgot it. about yeah. Poppy. Very passionate. Yeah. He is a very passionate young man. Have you ever met Poppy? I have. Yeah. He's very, very nice. Is he? So he, yeah. it's not when the he cameras are the... Oh, yeah. She's America's guy. No. <laughs> so did he have his shades on, the jewelry hanging? He did and have he goes, shades. Hey, Megan. He did the granite shaving, okay. uh, saving by shaving event. Yep. And he was very, very nice. Very personable, joking, laughing, taking pictures with everybody. So it's not when the cameras are on. He's mm-hmm. legit no. a great yeah. guy. Yeah. He'd be on my top three to have a couple of beers with yeah. just to get in there. Yeah. Obviously, Snoop Dogg's in there and Howard Stern are in there. That's why I've that's why I've accomplished nothing in my life. <laughs> um, mountains or beach? Beach. Amen. I mean, what season are we talking? It's it's not a, it's mountain or beach. So this, do you prefer I gotta the say, mount, for the do you first, prefer the mountains or do you prefer no, the for, beach? No, for the first time in my life, okay. I'm going to answer mountains. This this season was game changing. Do you ski? Yes, now. Snowball. Oh, oh, so you just No, we grew up. we grew up being fortunate. Our um our grandparents when Old Moon um, Mountain. 
No. And, and we used to hike up it. We, and we had we, to clean and, it. And we, helped, and we helped build chairlifts when we were when we were nine. No, so our so no, not not a lie. Our grandfather to be able to get, get us lift tickets actually with ski patrol. That's how he could afford nice. like getting family gifts and lift tickets. And so he would do ski patrol at Jay Peak, and that was our first introduction to getting to yep. ski. And then the boys were doing hockey, so ski season dropped off the planet for like twenty years. And then that was our family COVID mental break was getting to do that. And so getting on a mountain with your family when normally winter used to be a hibernate and pray to God April would come. Yep. It was actually amazing. It was so fun. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing better than Christmas. The magic of Christmas. You and especially having kids yeah. now. You still believe in Santa? Absolutely. This is a yeah. podcast, Matt. Of course. Yeah. Yep, we got kids listening. <laughs> Last but not least, define success, man. And you've had a lot, but just tee it up. I think each person defines success to their own. Um, I think it it's whatever you choose success to be. Wow. Britt? Um, having freedom and flexibility in your life. I'll tell you, I just <laughs> felt like I did four years at BU, BC, <laughs> Harvard right here. There was a lot of words oh, that I... Great didn't know the meaning of um what you guys have done is just unbelievable it's a true testament to your foundation with your parents your grandparents um you know just getting you guys like megan always said you know they legit had backpacks on or they were they were cleaning and all that you know people think when you get to that certain level that oh it just happened overnight and all that jazz and i swear to christ when you when you talk to people you guys have been doing this for a very, very long time. Yeah, the company's 2011, but the stuff that led up to that have totally made you subject matter experts. And me personally, I wish you guys nothing but success. And hopefully if I'm ever on a JetBlue flight and I see you walking through. This is your pilot, Johnny Beale. Maybe I can, maybe I can be an SIC, that's second in command or chair. <laughs> Um, and we'll go from there. Yeah, no, this was great. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us. We had a lot of fun and yeah, learned, and, learned and, a lot. And Megan, just once again, just another true testament of who you roll with and, you know, the people that you bring on to the podcast, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. So hopefully, um, you know, you guys raised a big bar. You know, we've had David Cohen, you know, we've had Kevin Leary, we've had, you know, Eric Daigle and a bunch of others, but... You know, I can't thank you enough for uh, carving out some time today to come on to the cast. Thanks so much for having us. This was a blast. It was. It was a lot of fun. But what you guys are doing is really cool. It's neat. It's uh, Megan was explaining it in further detail and greater detail of what you're trying to do yeah. and share this information to make sure that you're bringing, bringing the best products and ideas to the table and sharing it with people. I think it's a phenomenal idea and I applaud you for what you're doing. No, I, I, I'll take full credit for that because <laughs> it, it was my Naturally. idea and then she boiled it down. <laughs> but no, you know, look, it, we come from a generation where, you know, you, you got to think outside the box. You can't just say, oh, poor me, or what are we going to do now? And no one's going to take my call and, you know, shoulders forward and all that. It was just one of those things that, you know, I, I was talking to Megan, like, what are we going to, you know, what? What are you thinking? You know, these are borings. I'm sick of the dog and pony shows. I'm sick of this. And, you know, let's just get people in here and just start ripping band-aids off and or just have some fun as well, as Megan always says. But, you know, that's how this thing grew legs and hopefully we can keep doing it even when we get back into the norm yeah. or the new norm and um, people will, you know, 
line up and go from there. And hopefully people are making now more informed decisions. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully people understand what questions to ask their cleaning vendor. 1,000%. Yeah. company. 1,000%. I'll tell you right now, their ears are going to be perked up when you guys, I, I, I think you're going to have more of a captive audience when you guys speak and you're getting in there, whether it's for preventative maintenance or this is what I think. I think a lot more people sure. are now going to say, you know what, shame on me for not listening to you guys for all these years. I'm all ears now. And I think a lot more doors are going to open and i think your ideas on everything you guys are doing and what you the added val i mean it's once again it's just not squeegees and mm-hmm. and yeah, it's a lot more and, to it and yep. the guy with the four wheel and all of a sudden you know yeah. it's it's unbelievable or it can it, be but you might as well just throw your money in that mop bucket because right. you're not yeah, you're not doing yeah it right. with the dirty water that right. he's just exactly. wringing it out Poor and then Lou. it goes into blue uh, yeah <laughs> sorry buddy all right awesome thanks all right, Megan, guys. We, Thank we got 10 in the book we got podcast 11 which we're going to have chris devon uh from cross country mortgage it's about Uh, time we let our yeah yeah the guy yeah the guy that you know cranks the heat and lets (laughs) us come in here and run wild for about an hour and 15 minutes so you know once again really cool time and um i will see you next time next week cheers all right pal awesome thanks dave that's so fun